Speak Now Pro Wrestling returns. I am officially back here. Uh, thank you to everybody for your patience, and it's time to get the podcast party started. But I am not alone here today. In fact, I am joined by Righteous Reg, who's here to chat AEW Dynamite with me. Uh, Reg, what's up, man? What's up, Denise? Great to see you back here from uh, Canada. I had a little excursion over there to watch some pro wrestling. We had a pretty fun little dynamite here tonight. I thought, I don't know if everybody on this podcast thought that, but we will soon find out very, very soon. Damn, Reg, you're exposing me already. <laughs> like, I don't know if everybody on this podcast I, I mean, that. I like it. I don't know about the rest of us here. That's a real, okay. off to you, Denise. I'm going to be real with everybody here today, all right? I'm just like, okay, so first and foremost, I'm on the meds right now. Yep. My face feels, I don't know how many of you guys can tell how swollen my face is here right now. I'm trying to cover it up a little I'm bit. The meds sounds so funny. <laughs> I'm on the meds right now. I, thankfully, I'm not heavily medicated like I was yesterday, but I'm still right. in a lot of pain. I feel like Mike Tyson showed up to my house this morning and just went bam, bam, Ooh. bam, yeah. all up on my jaw, man. That's Tough how I one. feel. So my mm -hmm. patience is a little bit low. So with that being said, I was watching Dynamite today. I liked probably like a couple things. Mainly, I like the intro. I like the ending. I like some things in the middle. Okay, you know what? I'm lying. I, I'm lying. I'm lying. I was trying to sugarcoat it. Keep it, it right? real, Denise. I liked the opening match. I liked the ending of what we saw mm -hmm. in today. I liked one tiny little thing that happened in the middle, but yeah. I thought the rest of the show was very, very boring. Ooh. So, Ooh. yeah, I'm sorry. This wasn't my favorite uh, episode of Dynamite. And I mean, so I it, messaged you, Reg, yeah, and I was yeah. like, I, I, we were like about an hour and 10 minutes and I'm like, besides the opening match, the show has been really boring. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's tough, Denise, because we just had so many strong dynamites going in the forbidden door. Like the last two or three endings previously, we were like, oh, my God, this is insane. This is the craziest thing we ever seen. And this episode was just kind of like, all right, we're, you know. We're here. Thank you. Wrestling's Thank happening. you. Like, was I wrong? Because I know you came out here and you're like, oh, I like today's show. And I'm like, did we not watch the same show here today? What's going on? Yeah, it was just, it was okay. It wasn't like anything to really write home about. They were, I like the uh, Moxley and Eddie Kingston dynamic in a lot of it. Well, the first match was really great. But the rest of it was just kind of like, we need to write an episode of Dynamite for today. <laughs> Go for it. Who's doing it? You know what I mean? Like, it didn't seem like really tough uh, for the future type things just like we got an episode today right exactly so and you know obviously going into the show i'm coming off you know we're coming off a of forbidden door i just got mm -hmm. back from canada like you said so i'm still feeling like a lot of the uh excitement from the pay-per-view yeah. so for me i think like going into the show i was really just expecting like uh, I don't know. I was expecting fireworks. Like, hey, we're coming off this big, exciting weekend for AEW. This is kind of the start of, you know, we're getting into what was announced today with Blood and Guts. We're getting yeah. all in in just a bit. We got all out. Like, we got a pretty exciting summer. So I feel like for the most part, today's show was okay, but it kind of felt like a little bit of a dip coming off of Forbidden Door. Yeah, I, I agree. It's really hard to... Because they, they're consistently trying to, like, promote the next show, like, they're trying to get into the collision. They're trying to get into telling us about the previous show. And the show just kind of felt, like, in the middle uh, of all of that. And there was, like, an elite, uh, you know, Hungbucks match. Like, I don't know. 
I don't know what it was. What was it, man? <laughs> we'll get into it. We're going to talk about everything. I'm going to get into more details of what I liked, what I didn't like, mm -hmm. as Reg will. But just a yeah. heads up to everybody. If you guys want to help support this show, help keep this podcast funded and going strong, help me keep paying people like Reg to come onto the show and have some great wrestling conversations, please, uh, you're more than welcome at any point to send in a super chat. And we got a couple going in here already, so let's get to it. We're kicking things off with Brandon Rosen, who says, hey, Denise, mm -hmm. Forbidden Door was amazing omega versus osprey was match of the year for me btw i saw you at the show but was too shy to introduce myself lol mm. hope you enjoyed the show in my home city oh, i feel so bad if you ever see me please go up to me i don't care like don't be shy uh i'm really nice i swear and i right. won't bite <laughs> i wasn't on the meds that day exactly yeah denise is a very kind human very humble you she's very approachable don't be afraid she won't yell at you we're I out mean, here I'm ruining the Hollywood gimmick, though. We're out here ruining the yeah, Hollywood gimmick. Yeah, I mean, gimmick. true. That's true. That's true also. <laughs> Jake Salazar sends in a super chat saying, Sting is Cracker Barrel old, and he's out here acting a foo. Dude, Denise, Sting, what the hell is Sting doing? He's 64. Why is he jumping off of things like that? He's Here's a grandpa. He's supposed to be slowly getting into a bath right now, not fucking <laughs> jumping off ladders like this. What is this? Okay, look. Yes, Sting should not be going out there and jumping off freaking ladders. And he's 64 years old. But that be with that being said, though, he could be out there just going and playing the hits. He's Sting. Yeah. Everybody loves the hits that Sting right. plays, right? Mm -hmm. But he's going out there and he's pushing his limits. And you got to respect that man. So even though and there was a perfect fan reaction, by the way, there was they showed this one shot of this guy who was just like, mm -hmm. oh, my God, I can't believe Sting's about to jump off this ladder and then he does and he the does landing it. wasn't necessarily perfect but mm. oh my god what why a was the table so far away i was thinking i was like like darby would have made that because he's nuts but i'm like sting that's way too far from sting and it seemed a little bit far for sting but he got there but it's like we don't dude play the hits man bring the bat hit somebody crow and shit the reverse ddt and get out of here i don't need you doing 450 splashes and jumping off ladders dude this is crazy it's crazy. Uh, it's hard to say for me because I'm like, you know, as we get older, and I think a lot of people can relate to this, Reg, and I'm, you know, I'm not going to about be here, blast people's ages. But, <laughs> you know, for me, it, 31 years old, right? Mm -hmm. I don't feel 31. I still feel mm -hmm. like I'm 20, 21, 22. I feel good, right? Okay. So I feel like if you feel that way, and you're able and you're an athlete, clearly like Stingus, and you're able to go out there, you start to get around all these guys going out there doing cool shit. And you start thinking, you know what, I feel good today i'm gonna True. go out there and do this exact same thing because you I feel mean, younger sometimes yeah i mean if the, if the mind state is i'm young i'm still out here i'm sting i'm gonna fly fuck it let him fly let's fly sting get it done get it just exactly. be careful out there just be careful out there because that was scary thought he like it looked like he busted his mouth uh, thought he did it on the uh the table but it looked like maybe on sammy's knee or something so you guys. Yeah, I think he like barely like landed it where it was just mainly like his head and maybe like his upper body that actually mm -hmm. like landed on the table or mm -hmm. uh, it was kind of a weird angle where you couldn't really tell exactly what he hit, but you knew yeah. he didn't land like completely like dead center on Sammy. Right. Just an insane display for a once again, 64 year old man doing that. 
Jake Salazar sends in a super chat saying, so Swerve and Keith teaming together again, but we can't get that singles match. Mr. Birmingham will pay for this cr for his crimes. Here's the thing, though. So we are going to see Swerve and Keith team up together, and we've all been asking, when is that singles match going to take place? I think this is basically them circling back to it so that we are eventually making our way back to that match between Swerve and Keith. I wish they never announced this. I want this to be over. I want people to stop talking about Swerve and Keith Lee. It's never happened. Stop trying to make Fetch happen. Fetch is never going to happen. Here we go. Back on this match, I thought we were getting Swerve and Keith both away from these things that have kind of been a black cloud over their AEW run. But now we're going to do it again and have people talking about it again. Maybe this will put a bow on the whole thing and then we could just finally move on forever. So you don't even care to see the match anymore? No. Mm -mm. Really? Did they just kill it off for you completely? It's over. Yeah, it's, it's way too long. Like, they've been doing this since they both got here, essentially. Like, Keith Lee is still doing this. It's like, I want to see him interacting with some other people. Why is he still getting beat up by Swerve? Over. I'm done. I don't even care about a match. I don't care. I don't want it. I don't want it. To me, it feels like a stop and start type of thing, right? Where they started this whole thing with Keith Lee and Swerve. And mm -hmm. they took too long to get to the actual moment between this match. Mm -hmm. And so then what ended up happening was you ended up seeing Swerve go off and start doing other things and get over doing those yes. other things. However, this story with Keith Lee is still unfinished. And Keith mm -hmm. Lee necessarily hasn't done anything. So no. it still feels like this needs to finish here. But here's the thing. Like, what do you do here? So do you have Keefley defeat mm -hmm. Swerve Strickland right now that Swerve is on a much faster momentum and going on a yes. much faster pace? Or do you have Swerve defeat Keefley and then kind of kill anything that Keefley even has going on this roster? Exactly. Exactly what you're saying here is the problem because it seems like everything that happened to Keith throughout the feud would lead to him winning the match because he has to get some kind of come up. It's service busted that big uh, cinder block over him. They've jumped him a bunch of times. They've had him lose matches. He's been thrown out of the battle Royal, all kind of stuff. And like the result should be Keith Lee winning, but you can't have Keith Lee win because swerves on a different trajectory from that. He doesn't need to be, I hate wins and losses and all that's, usually very stupid but it would you would need to further more of the feud if swerve wins and he doesn't need to win so i don't know they're kind of painting themselves into a corner it feels like right i almost kind of want see i almost feel like if you want to keep swerve's momentum you got to have him defeat keith lee because that yeah. will mean even much more where i feel like you can start all over with keith because steve steve keith is still gonna <laughs> get over regardless yeah so i feel is. like they can find a different way for keith lee to get over and have swerve still defeat him but obviously this is all gonna happen who knows when it's actually gonna happen right those singles one-on-one mm -hmm. -on -one match yeah, right. That could be any time. Could be immediately after that, or we could be building to some more. I have no idea. Grapple Geekery sends in a super chat saying it was a fine episode of Dynamite, and I liked it fine, but it wasn't bad or fantastic. It right. was mid. Yeah, it was pretty mid. <laughs> Grapple Geekery also says, also, RJ mid. City and Shivani are clearly fixing the tag team draws, aren't they? That's true, right? We got Adam Cole and MJF. We got Swerve and Keith Lee. Come on now. Who are we going to get next? Sting and Chris Jericho? Right. Yeah. It seems like a bunch of feuds besides like Darby and Orange Cassidy. That's the only like they're actually friends tag team. It's a bunch of everybody's favorite. Will they coexist tag teams? And I'm like, 
Uh, I complained about this already. I don't know if I like this. They have so many great tag teams. Why are none of them going to be in this damn tournament? Matt Raikil sends in a super chat saying, Hi, Denise and Reg. Doug the vlog, Denise. I love Eddie and Mox. Hope to see you guys in the awesome city of Chicago. Uh, are you going to be at All Out? I am trying to make my way to All Out in Chicago. They just announced StarCast. There's a bunch of very cool events going on out there. I think I'm going to make an appearance, yeah. You know, I've never been to StarCast ever. Me neither. Yeah. Oh, nice. Okay, see, I don't feel alone now. I feel like that's like the one thing that everybody's done, but like me. Yeah, so now I'm no, glad I, don't feel I alone. haven't. We got uh, we to gotta check it out, Denise. Oh, we'll see. All right, mm -hmm. Heidi Ho sends in a super chat saying, I was actually excited to watch AEW since I thought Forbidden Door was over. I stayed down to watch it live, and then I saw what the first match was and turned it off and went for a ride. What? Heidi Ho, what? That was the match of the night. That was the best match. That was yes. the whole show. <laughs> Actually, let's get into it right now. Let's talk mm -hmm. about this match because we ended up getting a killer, phenomenal a match that I really enjoyed between Tomohiro Ishii and John Moxley. And mm -hmm. what we saw in this match was both guys literally chopping each other nonstop, just going to it. Then at one point, started we the match just chopping each other to death. Yeah, so chopping each other like trees. <laughs> Moxley. <laughs> then starts biting the nose of Tomohiro Ishii. Then Ishii, of course, returns the favor. He ain't going to let this guy bite him and not return no. the favor. Afterwards, we see Eddie Kingston comes out with a chair. And he basically goes out there to uh, keep away the other members of the BCC from in, in mm -hmm. getting themselves involved in this actual match. From there on, we see more chops. We see at one point, John Moxley hit Ishii with a rolling elbow that knocks him down. We see him hit Ishii with a pile driver. Afterwards, uh, he gets Ishii with a bunch of elbows, but then Ishii just starts flipping him off. They mm -hmm. butt each other's heads. They slap each other. Uh, in the end, we do end up seeing uh, John Moxley get the win here. But what did you think of this match? This was a New Japan match in AEW, just gritty, raw. Like I said, they're chopping each other to stop to start the match. Moxley, of course, is bloodied at some point. They are just beating the crap out of each other. Hard suplexes, Japanese strong style back. The type of match when you see Ishii, this is the type of match you want to see. Here with John Moxley. John Moxley is on display. He's intertwined in one of the hottest feuds in the company. He's mad as hell. They were uh, a lot going on at Forbidden Door. He wants to get his revenge, and he got his revenge right here. What a great way to start the show. I thought that uh, Moxley, the thing that was crazy is uh, in the presser, Danielson talked about Ishii and said that he wanted to get revenge on him for pinning Yuta. So potentially this could have been Brian Danielson and Ishii in a match would have been insane. But John Moxley came and showed that no, I'm not no replacement. I'm nobody. I'm John Moxley, and I'm going to show you how to get down. I loved it. It was a great, great way to start the show. I thought it was going to be all, all fire from there, but, you know. <laughs> It definitely yeah. wasn't on fire from there, but it was pretty much like the most lit thing on the show. I will say that. But here's the thing. Also, there's something that you mentioned in here that I wanted to touch on because you're so right when you said when you have Ishii and when you have Moxley in this match, and especially Ishii, because I just freaking love this man. Right. Mm -hmm. But you this was the match that you want. You weren't yeah. going to take anything else. This was exactly what we wanted. And this is the exact style that they gave us. And I mm -hmm. think anything else would have been a disappointment, but they went out there and they gave us exactly what they knew we wanted, which was just a hard hitting fight. 
between exactly. both of these guys. And you can tell right. that they were both enjoying it too. You mentioned John mm -hmm. Moxley getting busted open. The man's always busted open. <laughs> yeah. Busted open all the he time. He walks out of busted open. It's funny. The funny thing about Ishii, I think, is he's the hardest working New Japan guy that comes over. If you watch any of his matches, the Japanese guys sometimes could be taking it a little easier than you would like him to, but he never takes it easy. Every match he ever has, he's Ishii. He's him. He's going to be fighting. He's going to be headbutting. He's going to be suplexing. That's what I just really loved about him. And it was here on display again. He was like, okay, look, I know, you know, we've heard a couple of things coming out of the show that a couple of the Japanese stars were like, oh, they wish we had a little bit more during Forbidden Door. We wish we were involved a little bit more. Ishii came out and said, yo, it's your boy. I'm going to bloody this full up. We're going to start Dynamite and we're going to keep it hot. And I'm just yeah, you so can definitely tell. Man. He had a different mentality, I think, going into it. But he, it was a, it was a very entertaining match. So, mm -hmm. uh, definitely one of the strongest points of uh, Dynamite for sure. The big, the best match of the night. That's for sure. Right. We got another super chat here from Magnum Wayne, who says, "Only caught the main event, but I found it fun. Not my fault. Women are women are time vampires. LOL. Yeah. I love you, Kate. Hope you feel better <laughs> soon, Denise. Hi, Reg." <laughs> got a I'm lot sorry. in here, Magnum Wade. Thank mm -hmm. you so much for the super chat. Jason PS3 says, I'm honestly for Dynamite. The crowd made it boring to watch. Uh, the crowd wasn't digging it too much and during yeah. certain points of the show, but I did not necessarily blame them on this one. Yeah, that's, uh, we've been a part of crowds where they, that's kind of been a thing where they say like after the show, well, the crowd wasn't the most excited. Could it be that like spending a whole however amount of time they're going to be spending in Canada could be too much. We just had Forbidden Door. They just had two shows before that in Canada. Could it be overload? Like, or do you think it's just maybe just a weird night? I think maybe it was just the night and what they yeah. were being presented with because yeah. all the moments where I noticed that the crowd wasn't reacting were the moments that I was paying attention to something other than was going than what was going right. on in the ring because it wasn't necessarily grabbing my attention. So True. I felt like, okay, well, if I'm bored, well, why isn't yeah. then clearly the crowd's going to be bored, right? <laughs> you know, it, it goes plus one ways. equals two, Denise, for sure. Like, I'm bored. <laughs> Probably means that they're bored, too. <laughs> one plus one equals two. Okay, Rex, that's officially, that needs to be your t-shirt. You need to put it one plus one equals two. <laughs> I'm dead. I so can't funny. anymore. <laughs> I'm bored then. I can't laugh, Reg. It hurts to laugh. Um, one plus one equals two. If I'm bored, the crowd's bored. We both bored. All right. I'm yeah, there. exactly. I'm moving, I'm moving on. Uh, Shy Town Spurs says Sting loves the game. Yeah, he I think surely that's what does. It is. Yeah. In uh, Mike Parker, PWMM says, I did enjoy Renee going off with Mox and Kingston, one of the highlights of the show for me. I'm glad they finally did something like that. And so let's talk about this because after this match with Ishii and Moxley, we ended up getting a, a backstage segment where we saw John Moxley and Eddie Kingston arguing, getting each other's face, and Renee gets in there. She tries to stop them. Uh, what do you make of this portion? Obviously, we're going to talk more about them later on, but what did you make of this portion of it all? I thought it was really strong, Renee getting involved and kind of being like, I'm tired of you guys' shit. John's coming home with this. You guys are supposed to be friends. I love how the, at the end she was like, Eddie, deal with this. I'm tired of you. I'm tired of you guys' this infighting. And Eddie always has a really soft spot for Renee when she does get involved where he's just like she always like kind of centers him back to like reality because in, in the interview he's like yelling he's uh talking shit to yuda and claudio and and mox is like just blowing him off i thought it was a really strong segment from all of them 
uh, Claudio being in the back, like, ha, 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 fuck you, Eddie. <laughs> Moxley's just like, dude, you guys are still trying to, re you're rehashing old Chikara beef and all this stuff. All kind of fun stuff in that segment. I also liked that right before that, immediately after the match ended, Eddie Kingston was telling John Moxley, that was you. That was yeah. you. You mm -hmm. did that. Basically mm -hmm. telling them you don't need all these other guys because you, you did that. I thought that was right. something that was, you know, pretty interesting in that portion of it all. James Do you think Hammond, they're going to have a, um, a singles match? Do you think that's what this leading to? It Eddie has to, right? Yeah. It has to. I feel like at mm -hmm. this point they've teased it so much that mm -hmm. we have to see something here where it's almost one of those things where you get two best friends, right? Two former best friends that, mm -hmm. you know, have had this whole history ups and downs and all of this. And then they finally have this moment here on AEW where they can, I don't know, just let it out, let right. it out. And then we'll see what two brothers going at it. And then afterwards we could shake hands or hug or not, or, you know, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Or who knows, maybe something can happen in the match where like they go through hell with each other. And then afterwards, mm -hmm. it's like this moment where it's, you know what? You yeah. did that. I did that. Fuck it. We're let's good. shake hands They're or something. They're both bloody and they walk off together. Some, yeah, totally. <laughs> they, mm -hmm. you, you're right. They'd both mm -hmm. be bloody walking off, <laughs> putting mm -hmm. the pole, raising their hands together. <laughs> yes. We're friends again. <laughs> it's the only way the match could end. Because we don't want them to hate each other. They love each other. They're just two brothers that want to go at it. Claudia, uh, uh, Eddie hates his friends, and Mox is like, my friends are cool, dude. Get with it. <laughs> hey, man, I get it. I get it. I feel like we've it. all been there where we've had a friend that we didn't like their friends, but we got mm -hmm. connected through mutuals, but we don't like each other. Exactly. And that one mutual friend's like, it's cool, man. Don't worry about it. Just hang out. Why are you talking about old shit? Exactly. See, we've all been there. Mm -hmm. All right. We got James Hammond who says Jurassic Express reunion or keep Jungle Boy single. We'll talk more about Jungle Boy in just a, a hot second because that one's going to yeah. be a hot topic for tonight. Oh, Chi-Town yeah. Spurs says Undertaker could never. I mean. Uh, He's not wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Points are being made. He's not wrong. Chi-Town mm -hmm. Spurs is not wrong. Jake Salazar says Claudio and Eddie teaming together, huh? Question uh, mark. I could see them doing that in this dumb blind tag tournament. And we also got Grapple Geekery saying, Claudio and Eddie, can they coexist as a tag team? Question mark. Everybody's and in. Also, thank you so much to Magnum Waite, who just became a member here of the DWO. Thank you so much for joining the YouTube channel. New vlog is up. Uh, you guys can watch my Canadian experience and Forbidden Door. <laughs> the vlog is up and you can check that out for members only. All right. So let's continue on and let's talk about what else went down here with the BCC and the Elite. So mm -hmm. uh, later on in the night, we had the Elite issue and open challenge and the Dark Order ends up accepting that challenge and backstage we have this little bit of a riff between the dark order and hangman page because mm -hmm. we all know that the dark order has always had hangman pages back and hangman page is almost like forgotten that or is not really caring about yeah, that. yeah he's blowing them off yeah, he's kind of being a little mess. He's kind of being a jerk mm -hmm. here where I'm kind yeah. of finding myself siding with the Dark Order. But we end up getting this match here. During this match, we see Evil Uno slap Hangman Page. Uh, that was pretty savage there, actually. They exchanged rights and lefts. That was actually my favorite portion of the match itself. Mm -hmm. And uh, there's a moment where Silver and Reynolds almost kind of defeat Adam Page there for a second, but ends up being a near fall. In the end, we see a buckshot lariat from Adam Page for the win here. Um, but what did you make of this portion of the Dark Order versus the Elite? And what do you make here of everything that occurred between the Dark Order and uh, Hangman? 
Mm-hmm. I like the 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 backstage segment where they uh, the whole elite was kind of trying to play the dark order. They're like, "Hey, you guys, you guys are walking in our shots. You guys are silly, just like acting like they're jokesters." And the dark order's like, "No, we're not joking. Like, we want to fight Hangman Page because he's supposed to be our friend, and he's been blowing us off and acting all Hollywood, hanging out with these guys. We want to fight. Really strong match. I love that it wasn't your typical flashy, flashy young buck stuff because." the dark order was trying to establish that. No, dude, we're mad. We want to fight. We want to punch each other. We want to headbutt. We want to get it raw and dirty. But the strongest part of this is the post-match, I thought, which when the uh, BCC comes out to attack the elite, they got chairs, they bloody up. Hangman, Hangman is just gushing blood all over the apron. And then Moxley announces that July 19th, TD Gardens, Boston, Dynamite, it's going to be blood and guts, the elite versus BCC. We don't know who exactly is going to be in the match yet. Um, there's some different extra extracurriculars that are going to change things, like Eddie Kingston being in the G1. So um, it's going to get interesting. Denise, do you have any surprises you think that might be a part of this match? Man, I don't know, because I'm looking at this, first of all, and I want to point out that there was something that I really liked in this. And mm-hmm. we we're talking a lot about Dark Order and Hangman. and there was a portion where when the dark order was watching mm-hmm. a hangman and the elite essentially get beat down when John Moxley went in there and even put the screwdriver on hangman, they gave zero ass. Care. Yeah. They did not care. <laughs> and they walked away. And here's the thing. Like, I don't know if that makes them heels or not, because mm. I kind of agreed with, you know what? yeah you didn't care about us bro why are we supposed to care now that you're getting bloody we've been trying to be your friends and you've been blowing us off so see you later dude i liked this i (laughs) because when they did the dark order versus the elite i'm like oh man i don't really care for this match i was like i've been there done that so many times Mm -hmm. i get that they're trying to move forward you know trying to maybe wrap up the story with hangman and the dark order and maybe explain that but I didn't care and then Mm -hmm. they made me care with this one little thing all Mm -hmm. of a sudden i'm going Finally, they grew a goddamn backbone exactly. here. Exactly. They've been getting walked over by so many people. They're continuing this uh, thing in the Ring of Honor where they're uh, in a feud with the righteous. It's kind of the same thing of like, you guys ain't down. Nobody cares about the Dark Order. You guys lost so many members. And that's what the, the, the pre-tape led them into that of them being like, they think we're jokes again. And like, if you think I'm a joke, well, I'm not going to save you then. I'm going to continue to be a joke over here. Have fun with it, dude. We got Zeno Hour here who says a Dark Order are heels now. I think so. Okay. I feel like like they are, but at the same time, I'm not completely like, I'm not completely saying that they're the bad guys here. I like it. I like it. Yeah, also, yeah, they're not really, that wasn't a heel move. In some cases, some people would be like, no, they were just standing up for themselves pretty much. Right, right. So in terms of, okay, so Blood and Guts. July 19th, like you said, TD Garden, and we're officially going to be uh, the Blackpool Combat Club, mm-hmm. the elites, clearly. They haven't yep. technically accepted, but from the no. looks, but it's clearly happening at this point. Yeah. Why tease us, right? Clearly mm-hmm. it's happening. It's just not official, official yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you're going to have uh, Hangman Page. You're going to have the Young Bucks. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you think they're also going to have Kenny in it? I would think Kenny Omega is going to be a part of this. got to be, right? Yeah, he has to be. I just thought about it. Brian and his broken arm. He can't be there. Oh, oh man. Because right. that's in a couple of weeks. There's no way it's going to heal before then. No, oh. probably not. So mm. then who else would you add with the elite? Um, uh, Is there anybody that would make like 
the most sense. I mean, there's a big tease. Everybody's kind of expecting possibly Kenny Omega's talking about having friends. Who's Kenny Omega's friend? Everybody thinks Kenny Omega only has one friend besides the elite. Kota Ibushi. Kota Ibushi could potentially be a part of this match announced. And imagine how insane that would be. He's a nut. Um, we haven't seen him in a crazy plunder match like this in a while, so it'd be pretty interesting to see him involved in that. I'm wondering who's going to help out the BCC on their side. You lose Brian. Brian's a big part of this. Yeah, this I'm kind of depressed about that one, actually. Yeah, it's pretty unfortunate. It's really unfortunate. It really sucks. I hope he could get healed before, like, Wembley, but, I mean, that break looks pretty crazy. How long did he say he was going to be out for? He said six to eight weeks on the night, but then Bree, when Bree posted the thing on Instagram, it didn't, it seemed like it had to, it would be more. So, oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. So we're at least looking at uh, over a month, right? So, yeah, totally. So, because mm -hmm. he two, could make three. it by all in, right? He yeah. could make it for that all in show, but we're talking about that's like two months away, maybe even less. I don't even know right now. But right. <laughs> the point is that it, if he does make it for all in, he's cutting it super close. Insanely close. Like it had to be, we, it, it luck, luck at this point. And so, or who so knows? It might just save him and have him come in and make this big giant return at all out. Cause that's right. like, you know, a week after. Exactly, because you don't want to rush him back just for the sake of some match because you got to think about his health more than, you know, us right. having a great match. Right, exactly. So I <laughs> We love wrestling, but we also love our superstars resting. We got some more comments here. This one's from D. Laura, who suggested about Evil Uno going up with the BCC, joining them there for that match there. Given that little interaction that he had with Hangman Page... And given that he has a reason to want to be on the opposite side, I don't I mean, hate it. Yeah, it's just okay. not like, a, how do I say this? I, I don't think it's, I don't see it as a big enough name. Yes, exactly. It, it'd be great. I think an Uno is a great wrestler and amazing, but I think people are like expecting something else. Right, right. Nothing against Evil Uno. It's great. Yeah, nothing against Evil Uno, but let's be real. Mm -hmm. All right, so we got Mark Mac from BK who says, "What with Danielson's injury, do you see Ibushi being in blood and guts?" There's another person bringing up Kota Ibushi. Uh, so mm -hmm. clearly, Mac from BK and also Reg bringing it up here. I think that would be a really awesome thing to see. But we can only dream at this point. We can only dream. Alex Wynn sends in a super chat saying Chris Hero replacing Danielson question mark back with Claudio. Hmm, thoughts on that, Reg? Chris Hero is has been around some things in AEW. Uh if anything, if a great return would be this. Like if if you're pitching like something like, hey, we you know haven't been in a match in a long time, we can get you over here. That would be very interesting. I like the way you're thinking, Alex Wynn. Alrighty, thank you so much to Alex Wynn for sending in that super chat as well. Alrighty, and let's go ahead and press on from here and let's mm -hmm. get into um, Adam Cole and MJF. So Adam Cole and MJF show up at the exact same time. MJF tells them like he doesn't believe that he was sick at all. And he it's tells a them good like, excuse. <laughs> yeah, good excuse. <laughs> and you know what this reminded me of? You know, when you're like, when you call, have you ever called in sick to work, Reg? Mm -hmm, totally. Okay. Mm -hmm. And you have to like sell it to your boss, right? Yeah. But mm -hmm. then the times when you are sick, when you, you really feel, are sick, yeah, right? you feel like you're lying. That's <laughs> you like do, that's yeah. what this reminded me of. Mm -hmm. Like when you're really sick and all of a sudden you feel like you're lying, but when you really were lying, you're like, yes, I got right. away with it. Mm -hmm. It is that it does give up big. I wasn't really sick vibes. <laughs> 
<laughs> so um, MJF wants to bond with Adam Cole. So we're going really deep into this coexisting stuff. He wants to bond with Adam Cole before their match. Cole agrees. And then MJF tells him he has a gift for him. And he presents him with a better than you, baby, a T-shirt where the better than you part is in Burberry. And then the baby part is in gold. So a mixture of both of their sayings and both of their prints. And then later on, we have a set, we have a, another backstage segment where Roderick Strong approaches Adam Cole and he tells him like, you know, you can't trust MJF, right? And he tells him like, I know I'm just re, you know, I'm, I'm, he reassures him that he knows exactly that he can't just trust MJF and he's just going along with the ride. And then MJF comes in and he tells Roderick Strong, what's up generic white guy? I died at this and they go off and they do their thing I feel so bad to say this but when I think of most generic white guy I do think of Roderick Strong now that MJF mentioned it I was like I see it I see Roddy didn't work though but yes I agree I agree he's a great wrestler though like he could go and the the Samoa Joe match is gonna be crazy but that was so funny (laughs) I love this so do you because this is what I want to see from the MJF Adam Cole thing if you're going to do this whole coexisting thing if you're going to do this whole their bonding thing I want them to get creative here okay I want to see them bond you like these shenanigans you want to see like some uh the cutscene montage they're playing in the background they're like going to try on outfits together they're like fishing together trying out new foods in the food court yeah I see what you're saying not cheesy though funny funny like in a way where maybe MJF is being like obnoxious or maybe Mm -hmm. Adam Cole is just like pretending but is secretly kind of messing with MJF I don't know like they could kind of make they can kind of figure something else where they can make the dynamic feel uh fun and sick because I don't want it to be wacky I don't want it to be what it was with the MJF and Sammy Guevara. Right. Yeah. That was painful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's what I fear when anytime MJF gets into these kind of feuds where he starts the MJF train of whatever, you know, however he builds with the feud. This time it's going to be trying to convince Adam Cole that he wants to be the tag team champions. And the 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 funny stuff could get a little bit too much. And I hope they don't get too far into that territory, you know? Right, exactly. Because at the end of the day, you still got your champ and you still got a story to build here. And we're still at some point going to get MJF Adam Cole. So by the time we get to it, we want to feel like it's a big deal of a match versus uh, it's just like whatever's. Exactly. Yeah, you don't want to get there. You don't want this to all be for when we do get to the match. We're like, I don't care anymore. All that stuff was so dumb. Like Exactly. Thank you. Like where you're just like, oh, I hope this is over and done with. Sometimes your guy... uh, main event Jericho can get stuck into that and it's like dude just get to the match (laughs) just get to it just get to it all right so let's press on from here uh all right and just a heads up to everybody once again if you want to get your questions your comments your hot takes your cold takes uh feel free to send in a super chat we will make sure to read them so Here's this next part where I'm going to turn heel a little bit. All right. So here we go. This is my official heel turn for everybody. Sorry if you were a fan. I'm a heel now. Yes. Yeah. We had uh, El Hijo del Vikingo, Orange Cassidy, and Keith Lee team up against Daniel Garcia, Angela Parker, and Matt Menard. I'm just going to be real with you when I say this. I did not like this match. And I'm going to, I'm going to tell you why I didn't like this match. <laughs> I didn't like this match because on one hand you get all these guys that, you know, Orange Cassidy is freaking amazing. Bikingo's yep. freaking amazing. Keith Lee's mm-hmm. pretty damn freaking cool. Then on the other side, you get Daniel Garcia, who's pretty great too, but 
I'm just not that big of a fan of Angela Parker and Matt Menard. So I felt like on one side, you've got this loaded, loaded team that can do all of these different things, right? But then you put them in there with guys that I didn't feel like their styles Mm -hmm. necessarily meshed here. Yeah, I think this is more, they're Canadians, the the (laughs) Angelo and... They're 2.0. They're trying to pay tribute to the Canadian people, put them on the show. But I kind of understand. It did just feel like, uh, well, what kind of match could we have? Let's have a six-man. Who's here? Orange Cassidy, blah, 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 blah. So, I, I, you know, I'm not mad at it. But Kingo's there, though, so I can't ever really be like, ah, down with this match because my guy's going to be in there doing right. some crazy shit. And speaking of the Kingo, I got so irritated when he went out there and he did. He, he had a spot, right? And then mm-hmm. Keith Lee doesn't catch him. And I'm like, bro, you're <laughs> Keith Lee. Like, if I was Vikingo and all, like, I'm going to be falling on Keith Lee. Great. This guy's a big Easy. dude. He's yes. going to catch me. Easy. Man doesn't even catch him. And I'm there like, come on, bro. Like, poor guy just freaking landed on his back all ugly on the mat. And he barely caught him. And that was kind of irritating for me. Like, I hate seeing stuff like that. Because here's the thing. If Rey Mysterio, little ass guy, can catch anybody, Rey Mysterio never, ever fails to catch anybody. Is going you have no excuse. You be mm-hmm. out there catching people. And you guys see, well, I don't want this damn serve match. But look, that th- things happen sometimes, Denise. Sometimes people don't get caught. There's adrenaline. There's sweat. There's the light was in my eyes there's all kind of different reasons why this could happen no that's really unfortunate man if somebody puts their life on the line just catch them that's it there's like one rule let's catch exactly exactly so little things like that does do kind of frustrate me a little bit but whatever Mm -hmm. no big deal i ain't getting in there but i want to know how you felt about jungle boys promo let's get to that let's get to that okay so wait did you like this match by the way Uh, i could have done without it (laughs) you see what i mean you see what i I mean what you mean i like daniel garcia doing his little jig on top of keith lee but like for the most part it was just kind of like eh. thank you thank you because i went online and i saw these people going like oh that was so much fun and i'm like what you guys watch (laughs) (laughs) what's happening here Hey, watch that match denise (laughs) bogs biaga says sports entertainment salcedo respect Thank you. Thank you, Boggs Biaga. All right. But that <laughs> Sorry, was super guys. sports entertainment, and she said she didn't like it, so I don't know. That's true. I don't even know what's going on anymore. All right, <laughs> let's get into the Jungle Boy Man. stuff, like you said, because yeah. I think this one here is going to be a little bit conflicting in yes. terms of people were shitting on this online, yeah. <laughs> yeah. completely shitting on this. So here's what went down. Jungle Boy Jack Perry, as you guys remember, uh, turned heel at Forbidden Door. We all Mm -hmm. saw this coming, but he officially turned heel and turned on uh, Hook, his bestie, his buddy. He comes out with shades. He's got his hair back, all of this. He tells people, we're not hearing my theme anymore. This song's Mm -hmm. over. I'm tired of it. He gets into the ring. He goes off and he says, I'm still young. I'm still cashing fat checks. And I'm still banging the hottest bitch in this entire place. Then he says that he did not turn on Hook, that the people turned on him, that he got screwed from the title two times. He is getting heat here. Eventually, Hook comes out, chases him, and Jungle Boy runs away. Mm -hmm. What did you make of this? Oh, we do see him get away in the getaway car afterwards in the back. I... Somebody's going to like run back the tape of us being like this jungle boy hill turns going to be the big kicker in a year going to blah, blah, blah. As a first who heel promo, 
needs some work, big dog. It wasn't the best. I didn't. I knew, like, as soon as he started walking down with the mic and I was like, oh, this isn't going to hit as hard as I want it to. Because it's like, I know what I knew what he was going to talk about. I knew what points he was going to go over because it's like just heal one on one. But it felt really just like cliche. It was like, and I got money and I got a hot girlfriend. It's like, yeah, we know all those things. But like just the way. Maybe it was the, the delivery, the way that he said it, it didn't really hit the hardest for me. What did you think about the promo, Denise? Did it did it light your gears? So here's the thing. When he was coming out there and saying, like, I'm still young. Yeah, he's yeah. right. He's young. Mm-hmm. When he said, I'm still cashing fat checks, I'm thinking, I didn't necessarily think of you as, like, the richest guy on AEW. No. When mm-hmm. MJF comes out and he's talking about his money, yeah. I believe it, totally. right? Because we know he's up there. You know he's making that bank. He's making mm-hmm. that cash. Jungle Boy Jack Perry, I'm sure he's getting paid very fine, but you can't go out there and brag about money unless the checks are really, really fat. And like his, he didn't come out with like a great outfit that make me think like, oh, he changed the game. Like now he's balling. He's like, you still, you had on this outfit last week. You're not really killing it with your leather jacket, bro. Right. That's what I'm saying. So you need to make me believe it. Like I need you, right. if you're going to go out there and start talking about your fat checks, um, you're going to have to make me, me believe that. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And then he says, I'm still banging the hottest bitch in the entire place. And I'm thinking, oh boy, yeah. I knew that line. First of all, it was a sad savage line it, it got a reaction yeah. out of me because i'm going right. damn right. Yeah, yeah yeah but at the same time i'm looking at it and i'm thinking i know that people online are not I gonna like, like this it. line <laughs> at all and they did not i read the comments i yes. saw them i think he could have said something along the lines of i'm still banging the hottest chick in the entire yeah, place. just adding a hottest bitch is just like you knew that right people weren't gonna like it you're a heel you're supposed to be a heel to the people not a heel mm. to your girlfriend right exactly like did your the girl, unless she was like call me a bitch out there but that doesn't sound that but sounds crazy. Thing, though, it depends, I guess, on the person, right? Yeah. I don't know. Like, if I were, look, look, like, let's just say this. Like, let's mm-hmm. say, I don't know, my man was a wrestler and he's out there yeah. calling me a bitch, right? Mm-hmm. To make it funny, I would go out there with a I'm his bitch shirt. Yes. Or right? like you if Jay Cargill's uh, husband was doing a promo and he was like, my wife's the baddest bitch, you'd be like, yeah, she says that every week. But yes. like, you know what I mean? I can't understand in that way. Right. So I think he should have maybe said like, oh, the hottest chick in this entire place, because then that gives him some credibility of like, oh, yeah, look at him be a man. And he's out there, you know, scoring with one of the hottest girls on the roster. Cool. (laughs) Right. You get some little respect there. Right. But when you're calling her a bitch, I'm like, bro, (laughs) you guys are supposed to be on the same page. Scoring with the hottest girl. (laughs) Scoring is so funny. Wait, are we not saying scoring anymore? I just I felt terrible so. saying banging. I don't think people say scoring. People say like, this scoring. This isn't saved by the bell, Denise. I just feel uncomfortable saying he's out there banging. He's <laughs> out here scoring. The big high school football star, quarterback and shit. People say scoring. I hear it all the time in movies. All the time. In movies. <laughs> I'm like 1994. Saying, how, how are Who people, says scoring, Denise? Reg, on. when did this happen? Everybody says scoring. I hear it all the time. It's been at minimum like 15 years. Nobody says Is that. this like macking when no one says macking anymore? Yeah, nobody. I still say macking. All. I think it's funny. 
I don't it's also don't know word. is that like an old like California term because I don't know if I hear that anywhere else but like that's pretty Cali of like well they were back there macking like who says that Wait, you <laughs> only say that here I well I want to say I think so because that but it just could be because that's what I've been hearing my whole life as somebody from California let us know in the chats do people say macking anywhere else yeah, because I thought I always thought it was a really funny word. Like I used to hate it. Like I used to hear it back in the day in school. They'd be like, all the boys like back in the day would be like, oh, you want a Mac? And I'd yeah, be like, yeah, yeah. no, I don't want a Mac with you. <laughs> <laughs> and so then as I grew up, it ended up becoming this like funny term where I would throw it around and be like, oh, look at them. They're Macking. They're Macking. Yeah. They're mad. You're taking me all the way back to 1996 with this shit, Denise. It's crazy out here. Okay, Ty says Beavis and Butt. Beavis and Butt. Yes, exactly. Scores. And they talk like they are 1992. <laughs> Can so. you do the Beavis and Butthead laugh? Mm -mm, I can't. Mm -mm. Oh, I used to, but I can't Cannot. anymore. I can't right now with this whole situation I'm dealing with but uh, Alexis P says they did in the early 2000s and someone says I still watch movies from the early 2000s. I do. Me too. Yeah. That's the era I'm most in love with, though. The early 2000s were my life. <laughs> okay, my so apparently life. scoring is out. People yeah, I think it's out, Denise. I, okay, I so what's the appropriate thing to say? I don't know. <laughs> what is the other Bang. one? You're scoring or banging? Yeah, banging, I guess. It just all I sounds so wild. So I'm just trying to think, like, if you're a guy and mm. another guy got some, how would I say... Cause I only know like, oh, you scored, you scored. Yeah, I, I scored. Probably would say. Got Nobody some? says that, Denise. <laughs> I scored. Oh, you scored. Yeah, I scored. <laughs> okay, fine. We're you not all some? football jocks. <laughs> you scored it. Yeah, I totally okay. scored last Someone night. Someone says it's hitting it. Hitting it. You hit that? Yeah. That's, I hate like that. that, though. I hate that. I hate when people say you hit okay. that because it yes, sounds sir. like just so, de like, so demeaning towards the it. women, right? Yeah. Like, oh, you hit that? I mm -hmm. hate that. Mm -hmm. I prefer scoring. You, you think scoring sounds better? Keeps it on the line. Yeah. Because like somebody was like, "I scored," and you'd be like, "Yeah, okay, that's a that's great Good for, for you." Mm -hmm. But Good if he says, you. "I hit that," like, how rude! How dare it you? Sounds, yeah, it's like Jungle Boy calling his girl a bitch. I get it. I totally understand it. All wraps around. Mm -hmm. Oh man! All right. Yeah. Apparently, nobody says "bang it" anymore. I don't. Even yeah. Know. See, yeah, I'm saying like it, the. The times have changed, Denise, and we're falling behind. We got to get on TikTok. I know, seriously. Someone, I need somebody. <laughs> I need someone that's a lot younger to educate. This sounds like, but then how am I going to go up to somebody that's underage and be like, hey, what are you guys calling scoring? <laughs> underage. All of a sudden, that's just going to be very inappropriate. <laughs> very Please inappropriate. Don't do that. Not underage, just younger age, like somebody yes, that's like 25. You, not someone like that's in their nine. 20s. Please yeah. let us know. Yes. All right. Um, we got JR says, what about tap? Hate no, that too. I've always hated that. Yeah. Tap that. Anything hitting, tapping. Yeah. I don't like it. that. All mm. right. Well, let's press on from here. Um, yeah. now that my uh cool card has been taken away from me. So funny. If I ever Scoring. even had it. Mm -hmm. Um, someone had a comment here that I wanted to read here, and this was from David Ortiz, who says, mm -hmm. I think if he was to say chick, he wouldn't get heat or reaction, and it wouldn't have been it would have been roll of the eye moment. Yeah, I guess I guess the bitch thing does kind of hit a little harder, shows that he's a heel, but it's just like that line of like do you is it like heel heat or fuck this guy heat you know what i mean like and you want it you don't want people to be like really hating him because they think he's like some misogynist piece of shit or something you know so do we have hope 
for Jungle Boy as a heel? Do you have hope right now? Uh, at this point, kid? at this point, I'm getting this guy a heater, a big giant dinosaur potentially. I don't know, like you know, it, you know, if if Luchasaurus was still there, this would be hitting a lot longer. He got this big menacing guy. Essentially, what Christian is doing, but Christian's so strong on the mic, it's different. I'd get somebody to talk for him probably. Right. But at the same time, it's like he's got to get out there right eventually and start cutting these these promos on his own. Yeah. I, the, if not, you're babying him. You're coddling yeah, him. He's got to go it's, out it's, there. It's, he needs a different angle. He got to get angry or something like out of the laid back thing isn't working for me. He needs to like something. Maybe he just needs, needs to, to do it more. It. He needs more more reps. He hasn't. How many times has he talked on the mic? Right. That's what I'm saying. I think if he goes out there and he has more reps, and mm. I think there's a possibility his his, his promos could get better. And I would also yeah. say, like, have somebody run some lines with him. Have yes. him go out there, not just say generic shit. Yes, please, dude. Yeah. Your dad was a famous actor, one of the greatest of all time, some people would say. Run some lines like a damn actor. Don't just be like, just say this and then say bitches. Like, no, dude, we need something we could grab onto. And he has all the factors to be hated, Denise. All the things he was saying are reasons to hate this guy. But the way it was delivered just didn't hit hard enough. Right, right. He needs to believe it for sure. And I he just needs think to like, believe it. That's yes. the thing. If if I don't believe that you believe it, if, if I just think that you're reading a script or whatever, I'm not going to believe it. And like you're saying, show me that you're a baller. Show me that your thing. Show me that these things so I can really be like, OK, I do hate this guy. No, to me, it kind of gave me like frat boy vibes, right? Like, right. I'm just going to go out there and be this annoying type of frat boy that you see mm. in college movies or Zac whatever. Efron and shit. <laughs> yes, like, this is what I think a bad guy is. But then mm. it, instead of him coming off as a cool bad guy, he's coming off like as a, like, a cowardly bad guy. And yeah. I don't know if that's the direction that they were intending on going with Jungle Boy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the whole, how, how did you feel about Hook chasing him off? Do you feel like that as him jump, diving into the car was pretty fucking funny, though? Yeah, that was pretty funny. <laughs> no, but it did add to it where it's like, okay, he's like, he's supposed to be, he's a weenie, right? Like, he's, he's a weenie. Not, he's a weenie. <laughs> <laughs> he's a weenie. And I, is that what they're going for, you think, Denise? Do you I think didn't they think want that was what they were originally going for. I think he it turned a into weenie. a weenie. Oh, that's brutal. That's a brutal way to go with this if he's going to be a weenie. I don't think that's what it was supposed to be, but that's how it came but out. But it felt like a weenie, huh? Like, damn, this was a weenie. Like, Hook's chasing him. He's running full speed, trying to throw, like, trash in front of him. This guy's yes. a weenie. <laughs> exactly. Like, no offense, but if I'm Christian was sudden, right, Denise. Christian was right about this guy. He's a weenie. He's a loser. Like, like I'm just going to be real. If you're bragging out here about banging the hottest biatch like he said or you know whatever and then you're running away all of a sudden if i'm that if i'm her if i'm that girl i'm gonna be like you know what i'm not interested anymore you're out there <laughs> running away i ain't gonna be banging you anymore you cool. said it yourself brand, dude <laughs> right no girl wants to date a weenie exactly damn jungle boy you can't be looking like a weenie bro you got to get your lick back <laughs> yeah oh, he was running full speed he like dove in like his feet were in the air as he dove in the car it's crazy my favorite part was actually when hook threw the 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 garbage 
can't and the security <laughs> guard was just like he's like whoa what is this I want to I'm know not a part much, of this show <laughs> like how much did they give information to that security because to me it felt mm-hmm. like they told them nothing like mm-hmm. hey bro just stand there and just yeah let no it he happen. was just standing there and they brought the camera and he's like I guess I'm in the shot now and they just started running through it <laughs> the security guard was my favorite part of this whole so thing so you you have hope for uh old JB I'm going to give him another chance. Let's give him another chance. Let's see how it works out. Because I do like Jungle Boy. I want this to work for him. I'm a fan of his. I I want it to work. So Mm -hmm. for that, I'm going to give him another chance. Yeah, and I think this is also a good time for Hook to get some shine in, too. He hasn't really been a part of a feud where he can, like, really latch on to. And this is going to give him some some legs. It's going to give him some more time to get out there and kind of develop more of a personality than just being, like, the young badass fool. But... So I'm excited about it. it. It's off to a rocky start, but they'll get it. Yeah. And unfortunately, off to a rocky start is also the uh, we were supposed to be getting Ruby Soho versus Britt Baker. Oh, but yeah. unfortunately, Britt Baker was not able to make the show. Uh, they reported that she was uh, on TV. They said that she was sick. Mm-hmm. And so um, this falls in line with Adam Cole and him being out of Forbidden Door for being sick. And that was kind of the explanation that they gave here. We got Ruby Soho versus Alexia Nicole. So this ended up just being a match so that Ruby Soho could get up, get out there, get a win. She mocks Britt Baker during this, hits the lockjaw on the Alexia Nicole and gets the win here. And then afterwards, she cuts a promo that I thought was, Mm -hmm. I'm curious to hear your thoughts on it because at first I kind of thought like, Ooh, this is a little bit all over the place. Like the crowd's mm-hmm. not really interested in what Ruby has to say. She's mm-hmm. she throws shots at her at, at Britt Baker and Adam Cole's unborn children, saying yeah. that she hopes they never have kids because they're gonna be weak little bastards. And I'm just there, like, where is this going? Why are you saying this? This is mean. <laughs> yeah, then it, picked up, it picked up once she got onto the camera and then she yeah. was like, I'm gonna take your opportunity away of becoming right. two-time Owen Hard Cup winner. People exactly. like, what did you make of this whole thing? Yeah, just like you're saying here, the first part of it I didn't really love of like throwing in the digs. Like I understand you guys are the outcast. That's kind of like Soraya's thing. She like that's a line that she would do, and I just don't. You don't really see Ruby doing that. But yeah, when she got into the camera, she got locked in. I liked what she was saying there. Um, this felt like they were like, okay, Britt's not gonna be here. We got to get Ruby a match. But like the match is gonna be nothing. It's more about the Ruby promo, and I don't really know if. They probably should have had a little bit more match and a little bit shorter promo. I, if I, for my liking, just like a uh, little longer match and then straight into the camera should have. You took my opportunity. I'm gonna take yours. I'll see you next week type thing instead of like that slow like. And there are a bunch of losers, and I bet they're faking the thing. Is like ah. <laughs> It was too much. It was too wordy. And then it was too wordy. Yes. It ended up pretty good at the end, but the Mm -hmm. whole thing just to get there, it took too long. All right. So uh, Johnny TV, Uh, Johnny TV is now part of AEW. He's looks to be aligned with QTV and Harley. And uh, we're going to be getting a match. I think they said on rampage between uh, Matt Hardy and brother Zay versus QT and Johnny TV. Uh, What are you making of this so far? If this means that QT is away from my big homie powerhouse hops, thank God, because I don't need it anymore. Why does QT keep latching on to these things? I like Johnny Nitro, Johnny TV, Johnny Mundo, Johnny whoever, whatever companies that he's in. Um, I think he's a really great talent. I think this starting out is not going to be the way to go. Um, the way for Johnny him to get over, put him in there with these badass luchadors, put him on rampage, have him just go crazy. Him being a sidekick lackey to QT is going to 
boggle him down and he doesn't have time for that. You got to just let him go and do what he does best. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I, I don't have anything else to say about this. I You nailed it on there. I agree. All right. So we got one more thing to get into. But before we do, just a heads up to everybody. I will be back this Friday to talk about SmackDown. It's going to be the go-home show into Money in the Bank. And I will be joined by Alex, Queen of the Ring. She will be here with me on Friday. And then on Saturday, I will be doing a Money in the Bank watch-along here on the channel. It's going to be a really good time. And then immediately afterwards, on the YouTube channel. It's going to be myself and Righteous Reg. Hey. <laughs> we'll be there doing the post show for Money in the Bank. So you'll be getting a, a triple dose of me on Saturday because I'll be also doing Busted Open in the morning, then the watch along, and busy. then our post show. And then the coll a collision post show too? Or are no, you going crazy? Afterwards, I, I, have, I have another job afterwards. I do like hey. MMA backstage correspondence oh, okay. stuff. So I'm going to do that immediately after our post show. Dope. So yeah, That's awesome. Busy so I got day four for things the girl planned. Denise. She's outside. <laughs> I got four things planned for Saturday, so I need to heal mm -hmm. up fast. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. All right. So let's get into this main event. Our main event was Chris Jericho and Sammy Guevara versus Darby Allen and Sting in a yep. tornado tag team match, and this was made in the media scrum. Now, yeah. Reg, you you didn't make it to this one, but did you see what Denise, happened with Jericho? Yeah, what the hell? Weren't you like right there? Wasn't it like super close <laughs> so, to you? So here's the funny part. Where John was sitting at, John was the guy that got hit, right? Mm -hmm. That's the seat I always sit in. Oh, And shit. this time I walked in and I was like, you know what? I'm going to sit on the left today. Whoa. The only reason I chose to sit on the left side was for a camera perspective. So... The last scrum that we did, I was on the right side. Mm -hmm. On the right side, they always put the championship belt. Right, 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 right. So if mm -hmm. I'm shooting from the right, I don't get the very best view be of the wrestler because mm -hmm. the belt is blocking it. Right. So I saw that and I thought, you know what? I'm going to be on the left side today. So I switched to the left side <laughs> for thinking. that reason. <laughs> if not, my ass would have been the one who got hit by the freaking. So here's how it's so Jericho. Jericho legitimately surprised, like surprised me. I was not, he fucking scared me because like, I yeah. just heard loud banging and like, I wasn't expecting a run in. Mm -hmm. And so I turn and he's, you know, doing his thing, whatever. And I'm just here recording. I'm recording on two devices at this point, my phone and my camera, my, my mm -hmm. camera and my phone. Right. And then he gets the bat and he like throws it. It's like half of a water bottle, probably yeah. like this full. He throws it. And I did this like little swerve motion. <laughs> and then afterwards, I didn't know that he had hit John. And then all of a sudden, I, I hear him talking with another guy next to him. And he's like, oh, they're talking about blood. And I look and the guy is gashed here. What? He is gashed here on the eyebrow and he is bleeding oh from the eyebrow God. here. And he's got blood on his hands and he's like, I'm okay, I'm okay. And I'm like, are you okay? What? And you can tell, if you look at the camera, like you can, the scrum portion of it, you can tell that Tony's kind of like looking too. Like he's looking to see like what the situation is. Yeah. But what you're not seeing on camera is there's a bunch of other people that are looking to see what the situation is. Whoa. And then finally he gets taken out and they do, I don't know what with him and they help him out. And then he comes back and he's like, I'm good, I'm good. And so I was like, okay, you're good. And then, you Yo. know, all was fine and dandy. Like he would, he wasn't upset. He didn't complain. He was perfectly like, you know what? Shit happens. 
shit happens, right? That's but crazy. it was funny. So that, it would have became all righteous wrestling that night from the suing I would have been doing. Give me your company, Thank Tony you. Khan. Yes. What the hell's yes. going on here? Yes. I was saying <laughs> the exact same thing. I was even thinking, damn, I should have sat there in that chair because if my ass would have fucking gotten hit and Bloody busted ass open, Denise comes up. <laughs> I would have been there like, oh my God, oh my God, my life is over. Seriously. <laughs> Tony Khan is a billionaire and I need money. <laughs> they probably gave the homie a free t-shirt and he was like thanks no dude you better get paid out there milk that shit <laughs> milk that's it. crazy damn yeah, your brain was... told you not to sit there and something crazy happened in the fucking seat that you right wow. right like what the hell and i was thinking to myself there you go i just lost millions right there yeah. that was my one <laughs> shot at becoming a millionaire you're trying to become a millionaire with your little camera and video setup but instead you should have been trying to get this lawsuit <laughs> Delara says Denise would be like, my back, my neck. Yes, seriously. I know all of a sudden. Crazy. Oh, man. I'm Damn, he was busted open, though. That's wild. He was. Like, That's I don't think crazy. he posted a picture or anything mm -hmm. of it. Like, no one saw it unless you were actually there and saw him. And uh, the other thing was, too, that I started thinking, like, where did Jericho think that water bottle was going to go? Yeah, what was he thinking? This isn't a big arena, dude. It's a small room. There was rows of people. Like, there was at least, like, four, six rows like, of this people is gonna sitting there. This is going to hit somebody, dude. Like, yes. what, what was the plan here? Like, if it wasn't John, it was going to be somebody else. It was somebody right. was going to get hit there. So I thought that was kind of, I think, obviously, it was a spur of the moment. Didn't probably think, like, hey, like, this might actually hit somebody, and it did. Mm -hmm. But anyway, so that was a, an experience. You would think a veteran like him would have a little bit of something to not do that. That's crazy. Busting <laughs> somebody open. Yeah, yeah. So that was an interesting uh, thing. But it's crazy. It reminds me of like the butterfly effect too, where it's yeah. like you make one decision and mm -hmm. it leads to something else. I made the decision to sit on the left. Yep. And now <laughs> oh, no man. lawsuit. Crazy. Yeah. All right, man. Mm -hmm. JR sent in a super chat saying, I really enjoyed the Forbidden Door post scrum. Thanks, Denise, for the exclusive footage. Brian Danielson's segment was a good watch. It really mm -hmm. was. Um, my favorite was Will Ospreay, actually. Did you get to see his media scrum? Yeah, I saw a little bit of it. I liked the, his shit that he was talking. He's very charismatic, man. You see why he's in the positions that he is. And he handled the scrum very well. A lot of times, some people are like, you know, we'd be in those scrums and we're like, I don't even think this person wants to be here. Like, why are they out here? And he wasn't like that, you know? He was excited. You know, mm -hmm. he had that vibe of like that person you just want to be friends with. Like, totally. I just want to be friends with Will Ospreay. Like, that's mm -hmm. the vibe that I got from him. Yeah, and he's an amazing wrestler too, coming off that match to be able to, you know, get it together and get back in there. It's awesome. And the Brian Danielson stuff of him, you know, talking about the broken arm going through the match, but still being Brian Danielson and still being so humble and still being this incredible human being is just like, man, what a guy. He always has good answers. So I'll tell you, because mm -hmm. I do post all of these scrums here and mm -hmm. I get a mixture of people that watch these and the comments can be very brutal, like yeah. very brutal. I get, you know, I get a mix of everything. I get anti-AEW people. Mm -hmm. I get AEW fanatics, uh, people that don't even watch wrestling, but somehow find their way into these scrums. I don't know how. Mm -hmm. So I read the comments Weird. and they're brutal. They're brutal. They're savage. They're mean. Mm -hmm. Brian Danielson, 
does not get any of those. He's the right. one few, the one of the only guys that I go through the comment. It's like, we love him. We love him. Mm-hmm. He's he so cool. Get, what a guy. Yes. Yeah, totally. Yes. Mm-hmm. He doesn't get that. So it is interesting to see that. Um, all right. So let's go ahead and get into this main event mm-hmm. um, that we were talking about here. Chris Jericho, Sammy Guevara versus Jericho. Darby Allen Sting. In a tornado tag team match. And um, this starts off with Jericho hitting Sting with the bat. They then do this little back and forth where they're both hitting each other with the bat. And the big moment that had everybody going, oh, shit, was when you saw 64-year-old Sting <laughs> leap off that ladder onto Sammy that was set up on two tables. And unfortunately, Sting only caught a little bit of Sammy, but he mm. still caught something. And this whole this after that, we get back into the ring. Sting's great. He's fine. He gets locked into the walls of Jericho. Uh, he ends up breaking it up by hitting him with the bat. Jericho mm-hmm. hits him with the code breaker. They go back and forth. Uh, Sting gets him with Scorpion, uh, Scorpion Death Trap. And then finally, in the end, we do see Sting get the win here. Um, mm-hmm. And What happened? I miss when Jericho got bloody. How did he get so... What happened to him? When Jericho got bloody? Yeah, because when him and Sting's part, he looked looked like there was a lot of blood shooting out of Jericho. I don't know if it was from Jericho or for something else, but at the end of the match, there was a lot of blood on the mat. Maybe it was the bat stuff? Could be. When he hit him with the bat? Could be. I don't Could know. Be. Yeah. But yeah, Sting, know. get your ass down, Grandpa. Stop jumping off of high ladders. This is crazy. Love of the game, you did it. You got so many clips at this point. We don't even need new highlight clips. We could just see the nice old Grandpa Sting walk out there with his bat, his stroller, a baby's in it, all kinds of shit. We need you to be good and well. And jumping off of ladders, busting your mouth, trying to keep up with these young go-hards is not really the way, bro. We don't need it. What would you think about this match as a whole, though, besides the ladder spot? Honestly, I thought as a whole it was fine. It was really just the ladder spot that was the the big moment for me to go, yeah right 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 without that, that really it would have been kind of uh. it was just it was just the uh, it was just a bunch of stuff that was happening that wasn't even like that too great to be honest like i think like, it could have been better but the moment with sting and all of it that was what actually kind of made this even though it wasn't perfect it still made the the gravitas was there for the moment like are they going to keep stretching out this sammy and jericho like how long are they going to stretch out this slow 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 sammy's gonna turn on him thing at at this point i even forgot that they were even gonna do that (laughs) i was like i don't know i feel like this is their relationship all the time like they do this all the time reg (laughs) they do you're right (laughs) like they stop and start stop and start i'm like at this point that's just how they get along that's just how they are you guys like you you know those couples are you like damn they're fighting all the time you're like you guys just like this drama that's it you guys that's it (laughs) that's who Mm -hmm. they are Mm-hmm. exactly right. that's how i almost felt about this to the point where like i even forgot like oh yeah at some point this is gonna happen <laughs> but that was the whole thing remember when darby was all up on sammy's face telling them like are you gonna finally leave the jazz and mm-hmm. nothing ever came of that nothing happened he didn't leave he, it seems like he's slowly teasing like he's made a couple of looks like during promos and being like I, I might be tired of this but I thought they would do more in this match to do it. But it was like, no, this is just the Sting showcase, pretty much. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was going to say, you know, a couple of weeks ago, they were trying to get him over Sammy as a baby face because he's becoming a father. And yeah. now I feel like that's all gone. I almost feel like they're not on that anymore. It- <laughs> Are right, they? Yeah, what's going on here? Why would they do that? Huh? It seems like they just like forgot about it because I thought maybe like this is going to be the turn. But they didn't. They just, like, were a tag team that was friends for most of the match. 
So is Sammy <laughs> Guevara a heel still? Is he just yeah. a tweener? What is he? I don't even know what he is. Because they were trying to do the baby. Th the baby thing was yeah. supposed to be like he's a baby face, right? Like, oh, baby, baby face. You can't boo the guy with the baby face, even though they did boo him announcing his baby. They but did. I thought he was going to be a face coming out of this show. But he's just pretty still along the line, Jericho stuff. Yeah, sort of, that's what I mean. Like, I thought this whole thing was made to get to this point where Sammy turns on Jericho or does something because, yeah, Darby was all up on his face <laughs> telling him these things. And when Jericho came out, when they made this match, Jericho was all up on Sammy's face and they mm -hmm. had a disagreement. They Everybody's never been giving Sammy shit and he's just like, oh, that's cool. Jericho's my friend. This is yes. our relationship. Well, they need to figure this stuff out. I don't know what's figure happening over there. All right, we got Jericho Bull who sends in a super chat saying, no other women on the show, question mark, where was Taya or Chris? Um, That was it for the women's stuff, literally. Pretty short, yeah. yeah they didn't really do anything. anything. And it's, uh, people thought that they were going to cancel the match, but they had a segment. Um, They got Collision coming up with uh Chris and Lady Frost this weekend. So we're going to get some heat. Yeah, I agree. Um, Justin Martin sends in a super chat saying, I hope we don't take Sting for granted. The oldest man active in major wrestling company is the one diving 15 feet off of a ladder through a table. Amazing. I know. Mm -hmm. And we don't know how much longer we're going to have Sting actively wrestle on TV. So the fact that we still even get these moments gets it every right. time. Mm -hmm. uh, Yuri Alandero sends in a super chat saying, Jericho with the personal growth, uh, giving the pin to a young upstart like Sting. That was a scary <laughs> spot, though. <laughs> two young men <laughs> 64 amazing. years old amazing so um thank you so much to yuri alanderos for making us laugh with that one all righty everyone so there you go that was aew dynamite uh june 28th uh reg do i still have you here for another show what's the plan i don't know what's going on here i don't know you tell me if you're available you keep coming on man <laughs> I'm available, man. Let's keep this Wednesday night party going, Denise. Let's keep it going, Reg. We dynamite. Let's keep it going. We having a great time. We even made something out of this episode that you didn't like. You guys, Denise didn't like this episode. Let's have and her then say you it out loud. Supposed to be right in the beginning. Don't be trying to be fake, girl. Get it out. Let's know. Well, I want to hear how you feel about it. I was trying to be nice about it, Reg. I was like, well, I like some things in the middle. You did say that, huh? The middle was kind of good. You didn't like the middle. You liar. <laughs> I didn't like the middle. I liked like the middle. one thing on the. You know what? Now that I'm here, I liked one thing on the. One thing on the show, I liked the opening match, and I liked the spot with Sting at the end. That was it for me. <laughs> that was else. it. A wash. And you only liked one spot in the end. Is so funny. I just like one spot of the last match. That's it. You can take the rest of that shit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know, man. Coming off of Forbidden Door, that was a huge show, one of the best wrestling shows we've seen of all time. And then it's like, oh, here's the dynamite, you guys. It's like, what yeah. you mean? We yeah. just saw Forbidden Door. Give me some more of that. Where's Kenny Omega at? Say something about this. So Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Well, there you go, everybody. That was our show. We'll see you back here next week for AEW Dynamite. But of course, this Friday, I will be on with Alex Queen of the Ring uh, talking about SmackDown, the go-home show into Money in the Bank. And then again, like I said, I will be here doing a watch along for Money in the Bank here on the channel yeah. on Saturday. So if you want to come hang out, you want to chill. If not, you can catch me and Reg on Fightful doing the post show. It'll be a good time. Thank you so much to everybody. And I will see you guys back here once again on a Friday. Take care, everyone. Bye-bye. Peace.